This is the Business Storytelling Show with Christoph Trapp. Name a top 20 storytelling podcast and a top 5% podcast globally. Christoph chats with thought leaders and experts to share tips and tricks that can help you tell your company's stories better to drive business results. Available wherever you listen to podcasts, live streamed on major social media channels, and part of the DB&A television network, available on most U.S. television sets and streaming on Roku and Amazon Fire. Here's Christoph with today's episode. Let's go. Hello, business storytellers. It's Christoph Trapp. Let's talk about how to disclose your relationships when people pay you for content. The FTC this month, today maybe, maybe last night, November 2019 is the timestamp when they published this. So that's just six days old, barely, not even, day number six today. Recording here super early in Cleveland. Uh, Just a quick turn here in Cleveland to cover a conference. Um, But this came through. I wanted to share it really, really quickly because it's interesting and it's important that if you have business relationships and we have to have them, right? I mean, who, who doesn't want to make money? Who doesn't want? It's not a hobby. If we're just social media influencers uh, and don't get paid, um, then that's a hobby, not a business. So something to remember. So they released them today. You can actually find them. Uh, I'll, I'll try to put them in the show notes here. FTC.gov forward slash tips hyphen advice forward slash business hyphen center forward slash guidance forward slash disclosures hyphen 101 forward slash social not forward slash hyphen social hyphen media hyphen influencers so that's a mouthful we'll try to put that in there but if you can type that fast now you know so some of the things that they talk about is that you have to disclose when you have any financial employment personal or family relationship with a brand seems like common sense the personal thing like what does that mean so if i know them if i had drinks with them i now have to disclose it i i maybe i'm taking that too literal here but you have to make those decisions and think about it so i guess if you have a personal relationship if you're friends on facebook with a brand director i don't know if that counts as personal but i mean i mean some of us were connected with anybody who wants to be connected to us. Um, financial, super obvious, right? They pay you money to be on your blog or on your, in your Twitter feed. Obviously, that's a relationship. Employment. So if you work for a company, and so let's say the company I work for full-time, I'm going on to, um, what is that called again? Where you can, uh, I, I blanked on the name now where you can um, leave reviews. Um, can, that shows you I haven't been on there in a while. But anyway, there's plenty of platforms on, you know, where you can leave reviews for your employer. Now, what's interesting about that is since, since employers pay us, and if we leave a review or we, we post a tweet saying, my boss is the best in the world, blah, blah, blah. My boss is the best in the world. Obviously, you're disclosing that is your boss right there. But what about if you were just talking about the company in general? And, you know, so I guess you have to disclose that you work there and you have to disclose that you're a em- current employee um, because that status 
could influence your um, your endorsement, right? And there is certainly um, a financial relationship. Um, so keep that in mind. That is not necessarily something most influencers would think about. I would think I've never thought about that. I've I've talked positively about my company before. Uh, a lot of times it was clear that I worked there. Uh, you, you know, my current Twitter profile. So let's just pull that up here quickly. My my current Twitter profile doesn't even say where I work. It just says you know blah 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 top fourteen content marketer, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, and then it has a link to my blog. And then the pinned tweet is actually. Um, the announcement that that company hired me. So is that enough um, disclosure as a whole on my Twitter feed? I, I don't know. Probably not. You, I probably need to say it in a in a post um, that talks about the specific thing. So interesting. Didn't think about that. Already learned something new. The day is already off to a great start. I Guys, I, you know, we have to learn new things, and that's, that's what makes us good as content tiers. Family relationship, pretty obvious. If I tweet about my wife, how awesome she is, I have to disclose I'm her husband. Okay, I don't think anybody will get me in trouble. That's probably not the right example. But if I were to endorse my wife's store, I have to say that's my wife, I guess. So, um, Financial relationships are not limited to money. Disclose the relationship if you got anything of value to mention a product. So what's value? They book your flight. Uh, they take you out for dinner. They, you know. So there you go. Keep that in mind. The free product, of course, um, that is something that's also something of value. What's really interesting that the free product, when you go way down in this guidance from the FTC, they talk about what else to know, which interestingly, it's that they have to mention these things. But let me just read them to you. You can't talk about your experience with a product you haven't tried. No kidding. And it is fascinating to me that we have to spell that out to people. So what they're saying is I cannot endorse this new bath soap if I've never used it. Or if I don't even use bath soap, I use body wash. So, (laughs) I mean, seriously, don't endorse a product you haven't tried, right? Now, um, where is that line drawn, I guess? Could you write about a product if, if somebody else tells you about it? I guess so, but then you would quote them. So uh, there you go. That's reporting, not endorsing necessarily. But don't review the bath soap that you haven't tried yourself. End of story. Silly that that has to be in there. If you are paid to talk about a product and thought it was terrible. You can't say it's terrific. <laughs> oh my goodness. Just don't say anything if you can't say anything negative. But seriously, like that is again, common sense, right? Of course our opinions can be bought, which is why the FTC has to come up with these rules. So, um if you thought a product was terrible, you can't say it's terrific. Now, could you do an honest review and highlight some of the good things that you liked and, you know, maybe don't make the headline about the bad thing. I mean, that is still covers the thing. So I'll give you an example. So I'm currently in a hotel room in Cleveland at the Drury Inn and Suites. So the name Drury does not like 
create a positive brand image in my mind for some reason. But I stay at Marriott's most of the time. Um, so I'm here. They, you know, it's, it's okay. It's kind of neat. They're in the old building uh, for the Board of Education. So my room, I am pretty sure, used to be a corner office of somebody. It is in the corner. It's kind of cool, the views and everything. So I can totally focus on that. I can talk about here's the things I liked. And then here's the things I didn't like. So, for example, they have happy hour, and I did not like it. And even if you compare it to some other hotels that have happy hours, I, did, I didn't think it was that great. Um, so, you know, I, I can downplay that. Or I can say, um, you know, the happy hour uh, wasn't a big fan, but there's an option right next door, the teacher's lounge. So see how they're playing on the names? The teacher's lounge has really good dinner. And so I went to the teacher's lounge, um, which is right there across the hall. So you can certainly find things. You can also find a deal with, um, uh, with your brands. You can say, why don't we do like, you know, three good things, three bad things, or three things um, I loved, three things I didn't love. Um, that is stolen straight from the points guy. Shout out to Brian Kelly. Great, great brand. I read him all the time. Um, I am not paid for this opinion, FYI. I read them all the time, so I have actually tried them. But um, that's what they do. They go on um, trips, and I know they're not sponsored typically, but they go on trips and they say, three, uh, three things I loved, three things that could be better. So why not talk with a brand about doing something like that? Um, and, you know, certainly the brand can improve them, but it's okay to have things that you didn't like it actually it's more authentic right not everything we do we love and 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 who is perfect anyways number three in my favorite section on this guidance from the ftc you can't make up claims about a product that would require proof the advertiser doesn't have such as scientific proof that a product can treat a health condition so don't make up stuff end of story that is common sense as well Simple and clear language. We talked about that. Um, if okay, here here's an interesting one. I know many of you do videos. If making an endorsement in a video, the disclosure should be in the video and not just in the description with the videos. Uh, viewers are much more likely to notice them in the audio and video. Of course, keep in mind that ninety some percent of videos online are watched without sound on, so it could be visual sponsored content. I saw that the other day. I think it was the the trip, whatever the guy's name is, Todd and Trip or whatever. Um, they make these funny videos. What would conference calls be like in real life? Um, things like that. They're funny and real, and they always have a thing at the bo- at the bottom says uh, include sponsored content. Or I think it was them where I saw it recently. So that's very easily noticeable. Um, make sure simple and clear language. You talked about that. Here's the other thing. The U.S., if you're U.S.-based, which of course is the FTC, mostly U.S.-based, um, not mostly, it is United States-based. If you are doing content outside the United States, but you reach a U.S. audience, you're still covered by the FTC. Now, if you're an Indian blogger and you never come to the United States, I don't know how the FTC would enforce any rules against you. But if you come here, I guess 
they're um, something to keep in mind. Of course, everybody is going after a global audience nowadays, so that is actually something to to think about. Um, how do you um, how do you make sure you you stay in compliance with the FTC laws and also other rules out there? So. Um, there you go. That's the update. Um, good luck. Keep sharing good content if you have and find partners. Good for you. And be real. Share content that matters to your... Uh That's a wrap. Thanks for tuning in. Please rate and review our show on your favorite podcast channels. And don't forget to share this episode with your networks. We appreciate you. Until next time, let the best stories win. Let the best stories win.